0: Hello, hello, it's your boy Divine Fournier. Thanks again for tuning in to A Good Deed Podcast. If this is your first time here, my goal for the podcast is to explore everything self-awareness and mindset related. This is so that we can ask those questions that we're not asking ourselves daily, uh, allowing ourselves to explore ourselves to a much more deeper level, to be able to give ourselves permission to go and out there and live our best life. So thanks again for tuning in and welcome to episode 19 of the podcast. This is going to be the second part of the Uh, confidence building uh, series of episodes so in the last episode episode 18 I spoke about uh, self-confidence or confidence building we went through the first uh, three steps of confidence building which are visualization or visualizing yourself uh, self-affirmation and doing something that scares you every single day in order to be break in order to be able to break out of the boundaries of um what holds you back or your boundaries of fear so without much ado we're gonna kick into this episode we're gonna be looking at the next three steps at this stage so my assumption at this point is you would have already explored the first three steps towards breaking or towards breaking the boundaries that restrict you from gaining self-confidence and starting to build a little bit of confidence so without much ado, we're going to kick this in. Uh, confront the dark parts of yourself and work to banish them with illumination and forgiveness. Your willingness to wrestle with your demons will cause your angels to sing. A quote by August Wilson. The reason I'm quoting this is um, because the fourth step... In building self-confidence has to do with the self to a very, very deep level, which uh, is questioning your inner critic. So step four is questioning your inner critic. Um, Before I get into it, I'd just like to brush around it a little bit. Uh, sometimes when we try to do something, either be it an exam, a test, a job, a, a job interview, um, something that matters to us, something that we set, out with so, set, set, set on with so much passion, something we set out to achieve something great at and we fail at it or we don't succeed at the level that we want to succeed at, we tend to blame ourselves a lot. We tend to blame ourselves, which is okay sometimes to take responsibility for your failures, to take responsibility for your actions in general. But at this point, it becomes really, really self-destructive when you exceed the point of taking responsibility. It goes into the darkness of blame, where you blame yourself to a point where it becomes counterproductive. You you curse yourself for failing. You think um, you 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 could have done better. You, you you question yourself for the actions you took, the steps you took towards achieving whatever it is that you set out to achieve. Sometimes these things, this this level of blame, could really really become self-destructive. The reason why the fourth step in this in this process is questioning your inner critic is because your inner critic is not always one hundred percent right or to the extent at which it proves or it, 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 it comes across to be sometimes sometimes we blame ourselves to a point where even when we know that we couldn't have done more we, even when we know that we exceeded our capabilities, we, we went as far and we worked as hard as we possibly could, as humanly possible for ourselves, we still blame ourselves. This kind of blame could long-term become counterproductive or even short-term come counterproductive as well. And for some people, depending on the, the strength of your mind, could could, de- could degenerate into, into some kind of stress or depression. Uh, the, the health ramifications could be very, very dire going down the line. So questioning your health, sorry, questioning your inner critic allows you to poke holes in the fallacy that your inner critic gives you in those blames. It allows you to poke holes. And those, po- those holes you poke when you question your inner critic um, offer some degree of clarity as you go down, down the road. As you keep questioning and questioning and going and trying to seek answers, you realize that there is not more you could have done. The further you question your inner critic, the the more you have that conversation with yourself. You start to realize you really couldn't have done much more than you did. For if it was an exam, you really couldn't have worked any harder than you did, based on the effort that you put in. If it was looking after someone, you couldn't. You really couldn't have done any better than you did. You did the best you could. The only thing you can do is to learn from whatever it is that you fail, whatever the failure is, and move on or find other ways to, 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 to patch up whatever mistakes you made and then move on. So when you start to question your inner critic, you will realize like it's amazing, it's, it's unbelievable how many times you blame yourself for the wrong reasons. It's, it's, it's amazing how many times you, you blame yourself when you shouldn't have or when, when, you, when you, you know you couldn't have done any better. So, so questioning your inner critic constantly. Doing it. now, this is not something that is meant. It's not an easy fix. No, it's not a one time fix. It's it's an exercise. It's something you do every time until it becomes a habit. It becomes a habit because at the point you do it to a point where it becomes a habit, and it allows you to to develop a healthy relationship with your inner critic. So that so when and and it could even go as far as helping you to deal with criticism you take that comes from ex, that comes externally. You've already questioned your inner critic. You already know you've got, you've poked holes in its theory, in the blame, in that in that quote unquote out responsibility. In quotes, you've already poked so many holes that you know that you couldn't have done any better. So no matter what anybody else tells you, no matter how far, how much they blame you, you know that you did the best you could. Like I said. It, it could apply to anything in life, anything that means anything to us, be it a job, uh, our career, be it in, in whatever passions we get involved in, whatever responsibilities are, are thrusted upon us by those we, we care about, whatever we fail in. Sometimes questioning your inner critic allows you to be able to see where you made mistakes. It allows you to be able to see where you were lacking. Sometimes our inadequacies are beyond our control for the things that we set out to do. For whatever, whatever, whatever challenges we face, you know, whatever tasks we are assigned to, be it in our jobs, in the family, in responsibilities of husbands or wives or even uh, children, whatever the responsibilities are. Sometimes questioning your inner critic or going that far allows you to be able to deal with external criticism as well. Because when those external criticisms come, you've already had that conversation with yourself uh, loads and loads of times, a thousand times. So there's nothing anyone else can tell you, whatever they te- that you you haven't already dealt with, or you haven't already dealt with yourself. Now either they're telling you something you've already dealt with yourself, or they're telling you something that's completely non-existent because you've already had that conversation with yourself. So sometimes, so it's nice to always, you know, say for instance, let's let's quote for let's. Let's pick out a little example and then you know have that conversation with yourself. So imagine that you uh, prepared for an examination and you probably wrote it. Or, or a job interview, there's a perfect one actually, a job interview. So let's say you prepared for a job interview, you, you, you did your research on the company, you prepared on all your competency questions, you went through everything you could, even looked at past interviews, answered questions and did everything that you could and put in the hours and put in the time and the work into it. And then you go in, and you don't, and and you don't succeed. You don't get that job, or you you're not, you 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 miss the contract, or the proposal doesn't go that well. Whatever the whatever the the uh, the outcome may be, and then you come back usually and you start to blame yourself and you think oh my gosh what could i have done you know it's my fault i failed and that 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 criticism that that your demons are, are, are blaming you so much that it it could it could become counterproductive you, be, you become lazy you become so sad and you you're locked in this cocoon of of self-hate and self-blame now this could spiral completely out of control. It could take you to so many different places, dark places we don't want to go to. But questioning your inner critic, questioning that demon voice that tells you that you failed because it's your fault, because you're inadequate, Those, that demon voice that blames you, you start to ask it questions. Okay, have a conversation with it. All right, did I put in the time I was supposed to put in? How much time did I have? Okay, maybe maybe my other maybe my other responsibilities took out eight hours of my day, and then maybe I had to sleep for six to eight hours of the day, and the remaining number of hours maybe uh, there's this food I have to go maybe I had other responsibilities, and I put in six hours every day for a week going into this. But there was no there's nothing more I could have done. Oh, okay, critic, Mister Critic. What else, what, have, what else, or Mr. Crit, uh, D, um, Critic Demon, whatever, what else have you got? Um, you're inadequate, or i mean, inadequate, inadequate, in what way? Um, you start to ask yourself these questions, and one, one, once you have this conversation you, with yourself, there are two things, right? It's either going to expose what exactly the problem is, or it's going to let you know that there's no problem with you. You just need to try harder next time. You you did the best you could. All you need to do is pick up the pieces and move on, or maybe this opportunity wasn't for you anyway, and you just need to find something else that best suits you. So you poke this holes, you ask these questions, because sometimes when we get this blame from our inner demons, from our, our deep our, our critique demon, when we get these uh these blames or this you're inadequate or you failed, it's your fault and all of these things, we don't even look into it. We just we just embrace it and we stay there. And it, 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 it makes us miserable. Um, I did a video a while ago uh, on my social media, and it's posted on my Instagram, about self-blame and how, and how it's so negatively addictive. You could, it could send you down this dark hole. I've been there several times where the further down that hole you go, the harder it is to get out of it. Now, the best way to to prevent yourself from going down that hole is to have that conversation. Come back and do it with yourself over and over. It doesn't it doesn't matter how small the ta- small or big the task might be. It is important to keep asking yourself these questions, to have these conversations with yourself on a much more on a, on a on a level playing field. So you blame yourself. You come back. You blame yourself. It's okay to feel a certain degree of dissatisfaction when you haven't succeeded in something that you set out to do. But allowing that dissatisfaction to turn into some kind of whirlpool of negative criticism is what usually causes harm. It's what usually sends you down that dark hole, that you know, the depression and the misery that follows. Those, those, are the, those are the things that we want to avoid, or those are the things that we want to combat. So, what you want to do at this point is you want to start to ask yourself those questions. Okay, you say I'm not good enough. What would I have done better? What did I miss? When you ask yourself these questions, you tend to realize, you you tend to really see where the problem is. And then seeing where the problem is clearly allows you to stop blaming yourself and with a progressive mindset, attack the problem. Attack whatever the mistake was. Prepare for better results than the next time. So step four, question your inner critic. Now, step five is um, one that you probably will be familiar with, which is setting yourself up to win. So setting yourself up to win is is all about the preparation game. You know, um, setting goals, which is something that I've cultivated over the last couple of years, trying to set goals and go after those goals. But also, most importantly, is setting goals that are within achievement limits. So, sometimes if you set goals that are too big, they become overwhelming and they just crumble, they literally just crush your hope. So, start by setting smaller goals which is what prepares you, gives you the fortitude, gives you the boost you need to be able to attack the bigger goals. And um, initially, this particular step in the process was just goal setting. But upon, several, upon further research and gone self-examination and having conversations with friends, family and other people that I've worked with in the past, and also, most recently, I also come to. I decided to attach a certain sec, a second segment to this goal setting process, which is setting intentions. Now, uh, listen to I'm um, I'm obsessive listener of the Tom Tom Bilyeu, uh, podcast, and he spoke about what he does. So now, certain things work for certain people depending on your psychology, or your, your what, how you process um, stuff, and some people goal setting might be so overwhelming and a little bit too specific and even scary to a certain extent so um, by listening to Tom Bellieu and doing a bit further research I do I did realize that some people attack or some people tend to respond better to this goal-setting process by setting intentions instead. So setting intentions gives you uh, some kind of a—it's like a springboard that give you like a, gives you like gives you the the boost you need to start to attack those things that you want to achieve in life. So setting goals is like setting yourself up to win, or setting intentions. These are th- these are whatever it is that you want to achieve. You draw you come up with a plan and a, a step-by-step plan and a roadmap towards achieving it then this stops you from worrying about the end result and it just it it limits your it limits your focus to just these little tasks after task after task after task now we all know that you know becoming a success is not one big move it's a series of it's a series of failures and wins and failures and wins and failures and failures and failures and then wins wins and wins that kind of build up to this massive success so the how do you how do you go through these failures and wins or these little patches and these little bricks that you need to put together to build this this complete structure that is in quotes a success is by setting intentions or goals that allow you to achieve one at a time or fail at one at a time so if you set these goals and 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 put together a roadmap that would allow you to to navigate your way towards your final goal the, the intention the the purpose allow you to navigate your way towards that final purpose that is is by is by going through it in the, in, in that way you know you you go through one step and the good thing about this process is this allows you to to not get too crushed by the little failures, so it's like, like how like what Gary Vee would say. Macro, micro, so macro patience, micro speed. Large or big or long term versus short term, and the short term those are the little wins or little failures that allow you to build a character towards chasing the macro end goal. So. This allows you to build confidence. Once you've already set this little, once you, once you set up this plan or this navigation process, then you stop worrying about the rest of it and you just focus on your execution at this point. This allows you, this little wins, every little win, every little win is what gives you the boost or the confidence to attack the next win. And you attack the next win, you get used to executing Regardless of the result, whether you, you win know, or you fail, you get used to executing to a point where it no longer matters. Whatever the outcome may be, you just you've just drugged yourself with that process of execution. You've literally you've literally cajoled yourself into executing over and over and over. Damn the results. This execution process, this little goal after goal or intention after intention or execution after execution, every execution gives you a confident, confidence boost for the next, the next one and the next one and the next one. And you forget and you get to a point where you forget that you actually didn't have confidence in the first place or you actually lacked the confidence in the first place. So this is the fifth step in the process, obviously, because you would have already gone through all the other steps that allows you to build the character you need to attack this part of the process. So setting yourself up to win, that's step five. And the final step on this podcast today is care for yourself. Care for yourself with exercise, with health and wellness, looking the way you want to feel, dressing good in the way that makes you feel good, and looking after your physical self in the same way as well. So, some, this, this like I, like I said, these this are all feeling. Internal external how the way you want to feel, so using your external to affect your internal your internal self, using your external self to affect your internal self with exercise looking good you want to feel good, so sometimes looking good allows you to feel good, looking the way you want to feel, so you do some exercise the, the more you feel the more you you feel. The more you look physically the way you want to, it helps affect the way you feel as well. So you start to feel a bit of confidence about yourself. You start to feel a bit of psychological conf- confidence in in your head as well, psychologically. And also looking good in terms of how you present yourself, in terms of your dressing, whether it be. Like I said, I'm not... It's, these are steps like i said these are steps towards building confidence self confidence you would have already handled a lot before you get to this stage which is the sixth step in the process you've really, you've really dealt with your inner demon, demons you've really dealt with your, your your mindset you've really dealt you know you've you've done all this self-awareness you've done all this uh, sorry self-affirmation you've done your visualization exercises you've done your, your 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 you've done the step where you you you're doing one thing you're afraid of or one thing that challenges you every single day allowing you to build break the barriers of um of inconfidence um you question your inner critics so you've dealt a lot of the self to a point where you start to feel a certain way and sort of putting a cock on it or putting a a nail on it it's like it's, it's adding this last stage of it or this sixth step to it which is caring for yourself now, the reason I'm using this as one of the steps is because I did this at some point to be able to boost my self-confidence, to be able to, you know, making me, you know, looking good made me feel good, you know. And this was, with me, it was necess- not necessarily with how I dressed, but how I looked. I, was, I grew up a scrawny, you know, bony, you know, just full of skin and bone little kid. And it affected my self-confidence, but I, I experienced a huge boost once I got involved in fitness, because I wanted to look good, I wanted to look good so I could feel good. The intentions initially when I started with, with my fitness journey were all were all vain. But after I educated myself in the process with health and wellness, I did realize that there is some, there is some positivity to this in terms of your internal self, how you feel internally, your confidence, the confidence you, you, you gain when you look good. The confidence you feel when you look good. You look the way you wanna feel. So health and wellness is just it's straightforward. I, I believe this is one of the this is one of those steps that's really, really straightforward or speaks for itself. The confidence that comes with with looking good. And like you see, you've seen, I mean, I have I have loads of friends that you know love love dressing good. And I see the way they carry themselves around when they dress good. It tells you that they feel a level of confidence that's beyond the normal beyond beyond what they normally portray beyond what you normally see in their everyday lives they walk they walk around with confidence they talk with confidence they their, their body language their emotions with confidence they even approach others with confidence so i know i, I know i have a, I have lots of friends i went to school with that wouldn't utter a word to a stranger unless they dressed really good so this in itself, will not help you build confidence on its own. It might give you a temporary confidence boost in the terms of the physical dressing bit. It might give you a a temporary confidence boost, but once you've gone through the whole step-by-step process um, in the previous episode, combined with this episode, right down to the sixth step, this is just like kind of garnishing the process you've already gone through so far. Allowing you to take another step forward into this confidence-breaking routine. Or b- confidence-building build, routine, sorry. So, allowing yourself to be able to experience full satisfaction internally and externally gives you that slight confidence boost you need to be able to attack whatever it is that you want to attack or go, whatever, go after whatever it is that you want to go after at, at this stage. So, uh, step six in the process is caring for yourself. So I'm going to run through the the full six steps so we see how far we've come at this stage. Step one was visualizing yourself, um, self-visualization, where you want to be, how you want to be, how you want to see yourself, when you want to see yourself at that stage where you're succeeding or executing. Uh, Self-affirmation, so keep telling yourself that you're really great at whatever it is that you want to set out on or embark on and uh the third step which is uh, doing something that scares you every single day breaking the barriers of inconfidence allowing you to build a certain degree of confidence damning the results um, fourth step in the process is questioning your inner critic. This was very important for me because this, question, this conversation with your inner critic allows you to deal with not only the self-confidence part of, uh, of it, but also allows you to really, really deal with a lot of demons. Internally, externally, allows you to build confidence, allows you to, to handle your own psychology, your own mental state, your mindset. It's so healthy. It's not just for confidence building, but for a lot of other processes that you will encounter in your journey to success and also um step 6 step sorry 5 which is uh setting yourself up to win Set goals and intentions. And finally, the sixth step for this uh, episode, which is uh, care for yourself. So I'm hoping that um, so far, you have already started to execute these processes to be able to bring you closer to becoming more and more confident. Like I said, this is not a, a, a one-time fix. These are a series of exercises that you do that become a habit. Then you, you gradually build the attitude or you gradually build the confidence that allows you to, to incorporate these things as part of your life. It becomes part of your lifestyle. Be able to approach whoever you want to approach. Say who, whatever you want to say to whoever you want to say, damning the results. Being able to go after the things that you want to go after without fear, without feeling those barriers or the chains of inconfidence, allowing you to live, the, live life as the best version of yourself. Hope this has been helpful. Hope you've really, really enjoyed it. And... I'll see you again on the next episode where we'll be talking about the last four steps, the final steps that, you know, should completely eradicate the inconfidence that you're facing and allow you to embrace a life of confidence and execution. Thank you for hanging out with me. It's been your boy Divine, host of the Good Deed Podcast. So thanks again for hanging out with me today on a Good deed Podcast. If you're not already subscribed, please subscribe and if this podcast meant anything to you or offered any help, please go out there and share with friends, family, screenshot it, post it on your social media, on Instagram, tag me uh, on there and leave a comment send me some feedback hope you enjoyed it like i said if you're not already subscribed you please subscribe uh podcast is available on apple Podcasts, on anchor over here spotify iheart radio overcast uh, stitcher and wherever you listen to your podcast so thanks again it's been your boy divine funnier and see you on the next episode